Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers. And the Houston Astros simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111 on this glorious Monday morning. Obviously glorious because the Astros are going to the World Series for the fourth time in six years. The Astros swept. The Yankees, um, you know me, any anytime the Astros or any, you know, team that's not one of the teams that most people in, in the country think the sport revolves around and that sport is all about, you beat one of those teams, it, it's a great thing. And so it's, um, it's tremendous. Um, I'm trying to just enjoy the moment without thinking about the other stuff about it. It's. I think it's bad for the Astros that the World Series starts on Friday because it would have been better if it had started on, like, Wednesday because of how the pitching falls. But it's good if you just – if you can – if you – when I say you, I'm talking about including myself. If you're an Astro fan, if you can allow yourself to just enjoy it for four days – before the pressure heats back up. So that part uh, is good. You know, I do I love their chance of beating the Phillies? No. Uh, are the Astros in the court of public opinion going to be way, way, way too much of a favorite? Absolutely. I, I, I'd give the Astros about a, a little bit less than halfway, you know, like 48% chance of winning. Now, again, do I like... A guy who's hitting 400 when he's at the plate, yeah. But I, I'd give him a little bit less than half a chance of winning. Are they better than the Phillies? Absolutely. Their pitching's been better all year. They're a much better defensive club than the, than the Phillies. But, again, we're not playing the Phillies in July. It doesn't matter what the Phillies were in July or June. That, that means nothing anymore. It means nothing. And so... I don't like the recent trend of, you know, the Nationals and the Braves, um, teams that kind of come out of nowhere a little bit that most hardly no one to no one predicted to get to the World Series, and then they do. Uh, you know, that, that that's not been a good trend. The other big thing is the Yankees, I mean, the Astros own the Yankees, and they own the Mariners. That that comfort zone is not going to be there, you know. The the outstanding pitching that the Astros did past Game One of the ALDS that 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 that's that's a thing of the past. That's not going to happen. They're going to have to win this the World Series if they're going to win it with their bats. The hitting is still not looking good. Hasn't looked good all season. September it was pretty good. Um, so they're going to have to win it with their bats. They're just going to have to. And we'll see if they can. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Morning. Oh, 
Man, uh, that was, you know, my, my daughter Riley kept saying, we need to lose a game. We need to lose a game. And I'm like, I just don't want to lose to them. I just don't want to lose. And then now that they swept them, I'm like, well, we probably should have lost the game. I trained her too well. Now, why is today not National Josh Fields Day? <laughs> Not understanding that. Well, I mean, he 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 was like, what did he break? A one for seventeen streak. So he he's kind of struggling right now. But he did look much better at the plate last night. I agree with you. Right, right. Now, I'm gonna tell you, I'm, I'm gonna invent a new date because I've been texting him all morning. So today, I'm declaring today National Yankees Fan Paul Day. That, that I mean. Any listener listening right now, feel free, if you have that, that Yankees fan Paul's number, feel free to blow his phone up in Texas. All we had to sit through all season long was listen, oh, yeah, they just say Yankees, yeah, we went in the championship, and blah, blah, blah. And who was the one, foot? correct me if I'm wrong, who was the one that kept telling them, oh, this is not a World Series Yankees team. They're yeah. not better than that. I told them that since day one. Now, I texted him this morning. Oh, I'm a sour. I'm a sour loser. I'm going back to bed. I'm going. I gotta hit it. Hey, I got his number. I ain't stopped texting him ever since. <laughs> you need to have some mercy on the man. Wait, say that you, again. You don't think you should have some mercy on the man? Oh, none. No mercy. All I had to hear, oh, they ain't get, oh, our brooms were getting kind of dusty. Well, guess what? The Astros brooms were kind of dusty, too, when we pulled them out last night, and we swept them dang Yankees. And guess where his Yankees are sitting this morning? Right next to them, Boston Red Sox, watching the Astros on how to win a World Series. Now, I'm not going to say it's going to be easy for the Astros to win the World Series. I see I say they win in six games. The Phillies are going to give them a little competition, you know. And just like uh, uh, RP3 said this morning, the last Astros lost well, uh, was in the regular season against uh, the Phillies, you know. I mean, they they not in the, in the World Series for nothing, you know. They did what they had to do. Uh, but it's a glorious, glorious morning. Enjoy. Don't even think about them Saints. You know, I hate to bring that up to you. Don't even think about that until Sunday. Enjoy the moment, but your blood pressure is good. Hopefully, you took your blood pressure medicine this morning. I did. And the Astros in the World Series. All buddy. right, Thanks for all right, my call, buddy. all right. Thank you. No, I mean, look, uh, it's not just it's not just Astro fans that are that are fired up today, this morning, and last night. It's you know all people who hate the Yankees are fired up. But 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 again, I. I said this about the Cardinal fan base. These people that that talk about like they think they are baseball and they don't even understand the game. Like, I, I, in in September, they're so fired up about this home run stuff, and they want Judge to. And Judge was too hot in September. I'm like, what are you? You trying to win the World Series or you want to win the MVP? It's like. It's like the Yankees were aspiring to become the, the Los Angeles Angels. Who cares if you win the MVP? Like, that means nothing. Means nothing. So what, are they going to all go to his little MVP press conference? Like, what does that matter? It, it, he was, he, look, he had a great year. He was way too hot in September. 
Just like Altuve. Altuve got way too many hits in September. Way too many. He's you're gonna. I mean, you're gonna have to pay the piper at some point. And, and Judge did very little in the postseason in October, just like I thought he would. He just he was way too hot in September. You don't want your best hitter to be hot in September. That's not good. So he's trying to be. Like I mean, I remember at some. Well, I remember it came on, and I'm like, "What?" They, they they said some stat, and he was just. It, it was just. Judge was so hot, it was unbelievable. I'm like, that is bad. If I'm a Yankee fan, you got to understand the the game of baseball. The Yankees are some. They think they are baseball, and they don't even understand the game. You know, it was just that was not good. I mean, I'm sure there are some Yankee fans out there that understand the game. And it's like, uh-oh, this is trouble. He is way too hot. You don't want a guy that's such a huge part of your team to be that hot because you want to win some, set some record or win some MVP. Like, who cares? Who cares about the MVP? And it's like all the Cardinal fans back in 98. I remember rebuking them. Oh, man, they're the greatest baseball fans ever. And all they worried about is these stupid home run. Who cares how many home runs you hit? It's about winning. They were they had a chance to make the playoffs. They were more worried about hitting home runs and getting to the playoff. Who cares about home run races? Trying to win. Uh and so it no, it was not 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 good. Not good. Now look, the Astros, I don't here's the thing that it, it's so hard to analyze what has just happened. Cause I don't feel like the Astros played all that great. I know that sounds crazy because they they they've won all set all they haven't lost a playoff game yet. Now they've pitched really well at time, but again, pitching to the Yankees for the Astros. I'm not talking about everybody. So the Yankees hit some teams. That's why they won 99 games. Not everybody knows how to pitch to the Yankees. The Astros do. Um. The Astros pitching to the Yankees and getting them out, it's nice that they did it, but pitching to the Phillies is going to be a completely different animal. Just a completely different animal. Now, that doesn't mean they cannot win the World Series. Uh, I'm just saying they're going to have to win with their bats. Now, the thing that you hope for as an Astro fan, and, and here I am not doing what Martin, the good advice Martin just gave me, we should probably I should probably hold off to analyzing the World Series just yet and enjoy the win. Um, that is correct. The the thing uh, the Phillies have not been a good defensive team all year, and so the thing you have to hope for is that the the the, the spotty defense defensive team that they are comes back to bite them. It bit the Yankees, and the Yankees weren't a bad defensive team all year. Not as bad as the Phillies. You know, deep, poor defense wasn't a big problem for the Yankees most of the season, but it was in this series. I mean, you know, they did not play good defense in this series. Um, and the thing that was astonishing is it was kind of – it wasn't that they – they just kind of botched routine plays. Um, you know, what fo- – Isaiah Connor Falefra, which I can't stand that guy, played for the Rangers. Um, 
and he's gotten a lot of big hits against Astros over the years. I can't stand that guy. But what he did yesterday on the critical flip, I I would think that baseball coaches, managers, whatever level, but I'm thinking more of the lower level, so coaches is what they call them at the lower levels. Baseball coaches all over the country, I would think, will we'll, we'll get the replay of that and use that as a um, as a train, I mean, I don't know what you call it. It was almost like he shrunk his body. You got to give yourself a range to catch the ball. His approach to, that that was his fault. That was the shortstop's fault. That that was not the second baseman's fault, from what I I saw. Like I I I don't know. It it was weird. His the way he came to the bag to feel the throw. It's like he didn't give himself a range to make the catch. It's like he shrunk himself. It was weird. So I gotta believe baseball coaches all over the country are gonna be um, using that video to I- instruct. Don't do this. And uh, thankfully, it produced an Astro victory. Now again, I um. You know, you you just got to enjoy it. In the first, what, 54 years of the Astros' history, they went to the World Series one time. This is now going to be the fourth trip in the last six years. And and even the bozo Bob Costas last night in the post-game press, a little post-game coverage said, you know, basically what he was trying to say, um is, you know, this Astro team, to think that they're only having success because they banged on trash cans is a little silly. (laughs) It's basically what he was saying. Um, They just, um, it's unbelievable the consistency that they've had over the last six years and the way that they've done it. They've not done it like the punks do and like the Yankees used to do where they just went out. they They lost players. Look at all the good players they've lost. Correa and Springer and Garrett Cole and, you know, just Charlie Moore and all these really big, huge pieces. They just, they, they've signed some, but they let a lot go. And and each time they let these guys go, people would say, well, you're going to take a step back. And they really have it. They really have it. And uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable what they've done. Now, look. Click was in there last night. Dusty, I mean, have you ever seen a manager happier to be to the World Series than Dusty Baker? I mean, this cat is happy. And a lot of people are happy for him. So, all right, we're going to continue to talk about the Astros going to the World Series again, certainly. We're going to get to some football talk as well. Congratulations to the Cajuns. Congratulations to the Tigers. Great, great victories uh, over the weekend, and we'll talk about those and I almost don't want to think about the NFL. I'm so angry. I, I, I'm just so angry. I just there's some uh, there's plenty to talk about though. We'll get to it as the week goes on. For now, we'll take a timeout. We'll be back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Casper the Quitter. Casper the Quitter. Now, the former New Orleans Saints longtime head coach who quit on the team after a tough season. Also known as Sean Payton. 
Now back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, that's the kind of music I need. I need to chill a little bit while enjoying it and just try to relax and enjoy the moment. Welcome back to Footnotes on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. We want to remind you about the Realtor Association of Acadiana hosting the annual gumbo cook-off at Park International on Wednesday from 5 to 7. Family-friendly event includes Halloween costume contest, music by Rue Crew, and of course, great gumbo from 26 different teams of area realtors who are all vying for best gumbo. Tickets will be $10, can be purchased with cash only at the event. All proceeds benefit three local charities, uh, Maddie's Footprints, Habitat for Humanity, and Lane's Legacy. Come out, eat some great gumbo, help some local causes, and have some Halloween fun with the Realtor Association of Acadiana's annual gumbo cook-off on Wednesday. All right, it is time. Go back to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning, Kev. How are you, sir? I'm uh, good. How are you doing today? Oh, you know, I'm 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 extremely grateful, extremely appreciative of this era of Astro baseball because you know I've been doing this for since the early '70s. So it's um, I, I certainly appreciate the and understand the historical significance of this for the Astro organization and I'm 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 trying to convince myself to enjoy it as much as possible and not worried about how in the world we're going to win the next round. Well, congratulations to the Astros and to all the Astro fans and you know I heard you say a little bit ago that maybe some Yankee fans understand the game and I don't know if I understand the game but I tell you exactly what I told you was going to happen happened. You're correct. So yes. I don't know. I don't know if that means I understand the game or not. No, you 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 but, do. Uh, now you you don't you I don't. Do. Go ahead. I do understand my team. Yes. You know I don't know if I understand the game, but I do understand my team. Absolutely, and, uh, you've been you've been nailing them for many many years. You're correct. <laughs> so have I ever asked you for a favor before? Oh, I don't know, but you deserve to probably. Well, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you for a favor. Okay. I want I want you to enjoy enjoy the fact that you're going to the World Series for today and tomorrow at least. I'm Just trying. relax. Enjoy the fact that you're going to you know you're going to the World Series, and then Wednesday you can start worrying. You can start uh, you can start being tracas again. I've already done it because, like I told you, I've trained Riley too well. She, she was telling me last night, we need to lose tonight. We need to lose. And I'm like, I know I know you're right, but I know in my head that you're correct. But I just don't want to lose. I just don't like losing. And so she's like, we need to lose this game. And, and, and then it happened. And after it happened and they showed the stat again that no team has ever, you know, for the Astros to go to the World to win the World Series, they're going to have to do something that's never happened before. And so I texted her after and said, I know you were right. I, I know. We probably should have lost one. But, well, oh, well, we'll the see. The Yankees are going to lose. 
Well, the, the Astros should have lost last night, but um, yeah, but the Yankees didn't allow you to lose. Wow, that's true. I'm, I'm trying really hard. You do yeah. so. Absolutely. Good advice. All right, good. Thank you, Congratulations. sir. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. You know, a lot of time, you know, we speak in generality sometimes. And, like, you could be an Astro fan and you can make a statement like, or any fan of any team. We all need to understand it's not everybody. Like you say, I hate Yankee fans. Well, I don't hate all Yankee fans because – Mr. Bobby is a great Yankee fan. He watches every game. He's into his team. He wants him to win. But he's not really a trash talker. He doesn't really downgrade other teams. It's not this big football macho mentality of beat on my chest and look how great we are. He just wants to win. Uh, and so, no, I, I, I think Bobby is, is, is just a great fan. Now, I've had to educate him on the Piper. I, I don't I, I don't know that before he met me, I don't think he knew who the Piper was. But other than that, he is a tremendous fan. And so you can't just totally, you know, obviously make one statement about a, whole, a large group of people. Everyone's not going to fall into that category. But, um, no, Bobby's, Bobby's – anytime I would ever say anything negative about the Yankees, there are a few really close friends that I have that are Yankee fans that I feel bad about every time. But, you know, it's kind of the, the other half of the Yankee fandom kind of makes it tough to to not illustrate their shortcomings here. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kevin. Howdy. Hey, I'd like to do a quick shout-out to uh, the soft-side sharks, the baby sharks, for their dominance on Friday over Acadiana. Very proud of that coaching staff, the players, the community, and uh, they got uh, a lot going on, and they're going to be the new powerhouse for the uh, public schools in Lafayette Parish. And Coach Fontenot and that team, congrats on that. Uh, absolutely. Great victory. Great victory. Yeah, we, we don't normally get to high school football on a Monday, but absolutely, anytime anybody wants to call. And, and uh, you know, great win for St. Thomas More over Turlings, nail-biter at the end, a little controversy. Which, what's an STM Turlings game without a little controversy on the uh, on the, on the the end of it? But, no, that was a great victory. We talked about it last yep. week that I thought Southside had a chance, a legitimate chance to win. And uh, they didn't just win. They won convincingly. So, certainly, I um, – Congratulations. Yeah, it's too big of a game to miss on Monday. Uh, I know y'all catch it during the week, but uh, I just want to call real quick. All right. Congrats for Coach Fun on the Sharks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kevin. Good morning. This is Jared. Good morning, sir. <clears throat> okay, so I know this question's coming up for you, or it might have been asked. I don't know if it's been asked on air, but I think the gorilla in the room that needs to be asked to you is if someone told you before the season started that you would – you had the opportunity to have the best roster probably, I don't know if it's the best roster in Saints history, pretty close to it, and have them completely flop but get your Astros to the World Series, would you take it? Oh, man. I actually did think about that over the weekend. I I, I, I don't know. It's it's hard. I, I, I guess, well, right now, I guess you'd have to – Say yes, because I really want to win the World Series, but I, I want both. I mean, I guess I'm I'm being greedy, I guess, but 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 I want both. I mean, 
I mean, you know, uh, over the weekend, you know, someone was talking about how uh, bad the Saints were and, and how – and the thing that's killing this team is the defense is terrible. And it's this – other than the two safeties now, again, the two safeties are tolling you. But other than the two safeties, it's the same defense and they've added talent to it other than the two safeties. So I, I just – there's no explanation. How, how for can it. you be that There's bad? No How can I you mean, be that bad on defense? I think you know. I was listening earlier. I think one of the things that's coming to light is that a lot of everybody's in the same place. They are just underperforming, undercoaching. They're not. They're not earning their money. The players, the coaches. This. This. I mean, are you ready to say that with the roster on paper? And I'm not a Saints hater by any means. I, I you know at all, but. I get disappointed and I get angry like you and so I mean I'm almost ready to say that like at least this year this is this is the most disappointing team in the NFL right now based upon their potential. Oh, well, and in, in the are. NFL right now there's a couple front runners but the Saints would certainly be in that number. Yes. And the other thing yeah. is it's the same coaches on defense it's I'm talking about. On offense, except for one thing, though, you know, I mean, it was said last out. I noticed. Look, are they responding? Are they responding the same way they were responding to Sean Payton? I, you know, I, I don't know if they're getting the the motivation they need, and, and not positive motivation, negative motivation. Like, if you don't get the job done, you're gone. You know, I, is that there? Is that what's lacking? Is that, the well, a lot of people are suggesting lacking? that. Yes, that that. And, yeah. and again, it's just so hard for me to say that's definitely it because I'm not even there. I don't hear the meetings. But, but, but maybe he needs to get tougher. Supposedly, um, Z28 got up after the game Thursday and screamed at him or whatever, and, and, and made this big statement. But it all started with him because he he fumbled in Orneville and gave him a touchdown. And that cat don't play hard every play, so I I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, everybody everybody's underperforming. I don't think there's enough furniture flipping. That that's my that's, I, that's up to me. You know. That could be. That could be. And listen, I'm gonna hang up. But one quick question: If you could elaborate what you think, you know, I'm gonna hang up. But do you think what LSU's doing happens to be kind of flukish? Is can it continue? Is there a chance? Have they? Will they lose the last game that they're gonna lose this year to Alabama, and then went out after that? Uh, just if you could tell me a little bit about what you think. Thanks for taking my call. Have a blessed day, Kev. Thank you. Yeah, we hadn't gotten to the Cajuns and LSU's wins. I just mentioned them. Um, no, I don't. Look, I know Brian Kelly is a fish out of water in South Louisiana. He's a Yankee. I mean, it just he just is, okay? But the guy's won everywhere he's been. I don't think there's anything fluky about it. They're winning because they're a well-coached football team, and they haven't been that in a while. And so I don't think it's anything fluky about it. And I don't I don't see why they can't beat Alabama. Like, what what is so great about Alabama this year? So I understand that before the season you have that mentality, but the way Alabama's played this year and the way LSU's played this year, there's no reason why LSU can't beat Alabama. No, I'm, I'm not saying it's a lock, but I don't I wouldn't even consider it much of an upset at this point. I think it's possible. And historically, the thing that has given Alabama's defense the biggest trouble has been running quarterbacks. Now, I don't know if LSU I don't know if LSU's efficient enough to do to Alabama what like Tennessee did to it. But um but no, I don't I wouldn't if I'm an LSU fan, I wouldn't think it's an it's a loss to Alabama.
Alabama's not playing at that high of a level right now. No, I don't think it's fluky. That I mean, I, I think they're a well-coached team. I think he's shown that this year. They, they turned over the ball and helped a team that's better than them. And when you do, when when you play a team that's better than you and you turn over the football, you're going to lose. But if they play Tennessee again, there's no guarantee they're going to turn over the football and hand it to them like they did in the last game. No, I, I'd feel really good if I was an LSU fan. Really, really good. Really, really good. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back with more. Again, it's a Monday, open phone lines. We'll get to football. If you want to talk about baseball, certainly. If you want to talk even high school football, like Jacob called, uh, it's all it's all on the table on this open phone lines Monday, as always. We'll be back on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. It's not uncommon here on Footnotes for Kevin Foote's voice and his blood pressure to rise rapidly during the show. The fat guys like you and me need to be watching Mop Up Time just like the stars do. Sometimes it rises a little too high. That is stupid. Stupid. Not to worry, we have EMT standing by just in case Foot passes out. Back to more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, yes. That's another good one. Boy, she's making good choices today. I need I need to take the advice that Martin gave me and Bob gave me and just try to relax and enjoy. I'm trying, really. I am. I'm trying really, really, really hard. Welcome back to Footnotes. Want to remind you, if you want to be one of the first people to see the new movie Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, then do this. Text Panther to 337-283-8100. Text PANTHER to 283-8100, and you can get a private, um, be on the guest list for a private viewing of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever at the Celebrity Theaters in Broussard on November the 10th. Again, text PANTHER to 283-8100. This offer brought to you by Celebrity Theaters, Sherman Insurance, and The Game. All right. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. Look, we all know that comparing scores is a faulty process. Okay, I, I do it, you do it, we all do it, and, and, and you get in trouble doing it. But, so I know that, but there were two scores that over the weekend that were very, pretty encouraging. Marshall beating James Madison by double figures. It's pretty encouraging. If you're a Cajun fan, does it mean everything that it prob- that I'm trying to su- suggest? No. But I was kind of thinking a couple weeks ago that James Madison was really the best team in this whole league. And they might be. They might end up winning. You know, I know they, they're not eligible to win it, but they could. But... But Marshall beating them pretty handily was pretty encouraging. And then there's a certain 21-3 score that we won't get into. That was kind of encouraging as well. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Talk to James. Hello. 
Footsie. Howdy, sir. Footsie, you know, I want to congratulate the caller from Southside. Congratulations. Y'all be to Katie You know, hey. And you won you won fair and square. There's nothing nothing to say. But here's what needs to be addressed, Footsie. Whoever chose to make Acadiana football what it is right now needs to pull their head out of their rectum and get back to what Acadiana football has always been. Because this is not Acadiana high school football. I don't know what this is, but it's not indicative of what got Acadiana high school football to the top of the mountain. Now they're trying all this other stuff, and it is not working. And it very well could end up being an embarrassment at Karen Crow High School. Karen Crow High School might might be the Katiana fifty something to fourteen. Well, whoever Karen Crow doesn't play much defense. Now, are you talking about the? Are you talking about what they're doing on offense? Well, that's that's where the major issue is. That's where the major issue is. Katiana High School is not fifty fifty running pass. You know, that that day, that needs to be – Acadiana High School is line up and hit the other man in the mouth. And we ain't lining up and hitting nobody in the mouth. You know? So that's where the problem is. No offense to Southside. Congratulations. You won fair and square. Celebrate your victory. You know? But if Acadiana High School ain't tough enough to get this thing right, then – they, I don't know, but but it's embarrassing at this point. I'm just going to say it, and everybody knows exactly who I am. So, 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 Mister Bitter, were you able to enjoy the Astros' performance at least? Yeah, no, thank you. Thank goodness for the LSU and the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> and personally, I'm going to say this: if all of the Saints games were on Amazon Prime, because I don't get it. It might be a better deal for me because <laughs> this reminds me so much of the seventies. It, it, it's just yeah, but it, uh, I get what you're saying. But I mean, it, this is I, 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 the defense. I, I just it's just terrible. Like, there's no way they should be this bad on defense. They they no. had a, they have two new safeties, but and safeties are important. I've been a safety guy for a long time, but. But man, the rest, the coaches are all the same, other than that, and the personnel's all the same, other than that. There's no way you should be this bad on defense. I mean, it's pitiful. No, no, no. It, it's like I said. It just is so seventy-ish. You know, just thank goodness Hannah wasn't born in the seventies. <laughs> you know, those of us that were alive and well in the seventies, that are Saints fans. Well, we we can take solace, you know, because like we're all pretty much the same. Saints fans, Astros fans. I never would have thought I would have seen the Astros six years in a row go to the ALCS. You know, I was just hoping for one time. Yep, and now we've been to the World Series four times in six years. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, but no footsie. We, uh, whatever's going on at Acadiana needs to get corrected. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, footsie. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Uh no, it was – look, uh, we don't normally talk high school football on Monday, but it was, like I said last week, it was a huge 
Friday night. And so uh, a congratulations again to STM. Congratulations to Southside. And congratulations to Opelousas. We had Coach Zachary on the air on our on this show, what, three weeks ago maybe, something like that. And, wow, uh, they have turned things around. Got a little close at the end, but uh, they beat Cecilia. So congratulations to Opelousas. Big victory there. Now, you know, there's still two weeks left, so if you get upset, some of these teams that we've basically in our minds crowned as district champions could still mess it up, yes, if they get upset. But the the biggest obstacles have been leaped, and normally, you know, college sports sometimes in pro sports, it certainly happens where you have a letdown. But in, mo- in a lot of these cases, you these teams can have letdowns and still win just because they're that much better than than the opposition usually that's the case at the high school level. So we'll see how it plays out. But, no, congratulations to all of them. And then and to the Karen Crow Bears, man, historically, they won. Can you imagine scoring 55 points and getting routed? That's what Sam Houston did. They scored 55 points, got beat 17. And Karen Crow set like eight new school records. Uh, and so to Bitter's point, like, Karen Crow's not playing much defense at all. Um, they normally are much better defensively than this. But their offense is, whew, it's a handful. That could be a crazy game. And the other thing to keep in mind is Karen Crow, I don't know if I'd go all the way to owns Acadiana, but they game for game play Acadiana as good or better than anyone. Like, they've beaten Acadiana multiple times, and – you know, they're not scared of Acadiana is what I'm saying. The the, the, the the mental edge or whatever that Acadiana has over so many programs, they've never really had that over Caracol. It's not that Acadiana didn't beat them. They beat them a fair amount of times, but it's normally a close competitive game and Caracol wins their share. And, you know, that's that's a whole different animal when, um, than, than most other teams they play, especially in Lafayette Parish when Acadiana plays Caracol. So that should be a well of a game this weekend as well. Um all right, so we mentioned the Cajuns, alluded to them, and, and had a call about LSU. Uh, Cajuns, again, nice victory. It's so hard. It's one of the things about making predictions that's difficult because there are things that you don't know. Like, I didn't really know that there was that good of a chance that Blackman was not going to play. So it changed, obviously, the whole scope of the game now you could say well the Cajuns were playing with their backup quarterback too technically that's true um I think maybe we've seen the one side even though me and most of you hate two quarterback systems when you compare South Alabama when you compare like Arkansas State and the Cajuns you can kind of see the benefit of having a uh, uh, a backup quarterback when the starter goes down with an injury of having an experienced, talented backup quarterback, and it's looking like Aldridge is just going to win the job. That's certainly what it looks like right now. But again, the offensive line, we've talked about it. It just it just has gotten better three weeks in a row. And they talk about communicate. It gets bored. Like when you're a media member and all you hear, every time you ask a question about what well, a communication is better, communication but with the offensive line, that really is the deal. And obviously their communication's better. They're playing much better. Look, Arkansas State is not a juggernaut. But 
They almost always play the Cajun stuff. And look, if if Blackman had played, who knows what would have happened? None of us know. We'll never know. And I guess you could say at this point, does it really matter other than analyzing what you saw? But the Cajuns ran for over 200 yards. That's a good sign. I don't think if they play Arkansas State a month ago, they'd have run for over 200 yards without their starting running back. Chris Smith didn't play again. And they still ran for over 200 yards. And, again, I, I just think four, five, six weeks ago, they would not have run for over 200 because the offensive line wasn't ready yet. It's not that they were playing one quarterback, although I think that helps. I, I The offensive line was not ready to run for over 200 yards a month ago. It was ready to run for over 200 yards Saturday. Um. And it was ready for to, to lead a good offensive performance, whether you have one or two quarterbacks. I just think the offensive line is the big key here. Um, probably, I don't think that's being discussed enough, is my point. Um, and it's, uh, it's good, again, great win for LSU, really. Great win for LSU. And if I'm LSU fans... I'm I'm not I'm I'm who cares about all these barriers that I put on myself for this season? I, I don't see why they can't beat Alabama. They can lose, certainly they could lose, but I think they can win too. Alabama's not an unbeatable team, so we'll see what happens there. So lots lots of if it wasn't for the stupid Saints defense, I mean it, it's it, it's like Steve Spagnola's the defensive coordinator again. That's how bad it is. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Uh, we just have a few minutes left, and they'll open phone lines the entire second hour. If you would like to get in, again, you can talk high school football, which we've done more than we typically do on a Monday, but that's fine. You can talk Cajun football. Nice win over the weekend. Over Arkansas State, 38-18. I didn't look it up, but that's got to be the first 38-18 score in the history of UL football, I would think. Uh, LSU with a great win over Ole Miss. Uh, NFL, all kind of stuff going on. Major League Baseball, obviously, as we go into the World Series. The Phillies and the Astros. You know, a couple weeks ago, Raymond and Blaine and Ben and I made a little trip down to Houston for an afternoon baseball game between the Astros and the Phillies. And here we are a couple weeks later, and here we go. The Astros are about to play the Phillies in the World Series. A one seed versus a six seed. Man, we've been here before. Oh, it, different, it better be changed. But the one thing I want to point out here before we head into um, top of the hour is Jeremy Payne. You know, he started out hot. And then he kind of hit that normal rookie wall that uh, that most rookies, if not all, hit at some point in their rookie season. And he was really struggling and swinging a lot at the cur- the sliders and curveballs away and getting himself out a lot. And people started to really worry about him. But that was like July, August. And then he got a little bit better. And he is just flat-out proven. I mean, you could argue he's the MVP, not just in the ALCS, 
But in the whole postseason so far, because he got some big hits before El Pedro got those the, the big hits that he got. Pena's just been fabulous. And you know me, I don't care about individual awards. I might have voted for Bregman, you know, if I had to vote. But I'm, you know, Bregman, Pena, it doesn't matter to me. Whoever. Um, I just care about winning. I ain't worried about MVP and all that silliness. But, but no, he, was, he has come up big. I mean big. And hopefully, the, again, the Astros are going to have to hit. It, it, it's that where Philly plays a big-time hitter's ballpark. And the Phillies can hit. And so I'm hoping the Astros can pitch the Phillies better than the Braves did and better than the Padres did. I'm hoping. Uh, but it, I just will be I will be shocked if they win a bunch of three to two, four to three games. I don't think that's gonna be the case. They're gonna have to score runs and hit, and Pena's a big part of that. So Man, it is nice. You you lose Correa in the offseason, and you replace him with a rookie who was just named the ALCS MVP. Unbelievable. Another hour to follow. Stay tuned. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111. So, again, Astros go to the World Series, sweep the Yankees. Fourth time in six years going to the World Series, and it is, um, you know, it's 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 certainly the glory days of the Astros. But my question, uh, or many questions, but one of them is: Should the Yankees? A lot there. Are a lot, I've heard a lot of Yankee fans. They want Aaron Boone to be fired. Should he be fired? Sometimes firing your manager helps. Ask the Phillies. You know, the Phillies were struggling. They fired their manager. They're in the World Series. I mean, the Padres fired their manager. They're in the World Series. And um, one of the things to keep an eye on, again, I'm more open-minded, apparently, I've learned as I get older than most about some things. My daughters would be rolling their eyes right now and wife. But um, if you look at the teams that had success in and the Astros still do a lot of analytical stuff. Don't get me wrong. But you would consider Dusty more old school. You would consider Bob Melvin more old school. You would consider Rob Thompson more old school that, you know, a lot of these managers that had success, their teams had a lot. They, they weren't totally, um, totally given to analytics. Now again, the Astros shift about as much as any team in baseball. So what is what's going to happen next year when they do this? I don't know. But what I want is 
if the Astros can win the World Series this year, and again, I don't know that they're going to win the World Series. They, they, they've, they've got to overcome this whatever they got going where they can't beat a dark horse team from the, not, from the NL ESPN division. And they've got to figure out that the, how to get peop, uh, a team out in the Phillies that they don't own. Um, so we'll see if they can do that. But but if they do, it's going to be a hammock season for me next year anyway, so that's fine. But it is something to keep an eye on. Like You got some older school managers that ha- that seem to have won over some of the, the new ways, although, again, you can't totally go in that route because the Astros are still very li- very analytically based. Still very analytically based. I know one more thing. There's a lot of things I know or I try to know, or try to figure out. I know one more thing. Candy's got to catch the baseball. Happened again last night. Gave up the tying run because he can't catch the baseball. I love Candy. And and he's gotten on base, and that's tremendous. Catch the baseball. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Before I go back to the the Astros, I wanted to – haven't seen a high school football game since – Live since 1995, and I went to that wow. Kid in the high game. Wow. And I, I have no earthly idea what he was talking about. They've been running exact five plays for 40 years, and they threw the ball three times. So I don't understand where he's coming from with that. They just – Southside just tackled really well. And I mean, Southside's I, defense has been really good all year. Yeah. Well, like I said, I haven't seen a high school football game since '95, but I can tell you this: they, they, I saw one sure miss tackle in the backfield, and that was on a touchdown run in the first possession of the second half. <clears throat> Other than that, they basically kicked their butts on defense. Yeah, I mean, plain and simple. But uh, speaking of analytics, um, how about um, Altuve and? the Oriole guy start hitting the baseball. Can we do that? Well, it would help. Um, you know, I'm not as worried about um, Mancini. I, I I think he'll he'll do – I kind of feel like he'll do okay in, in Philly. He did have a big sack fly, which is good to see in, the, in game three at Yankee Stadium. Altuve has gotten – he hit a couple balls hard. What was that? In game three. And he did get two hits last night, although one of them was very, very fluky. But – um, I, I think they'll be fine. I think that's kind of baseball. The other guy that I really I, – I, I don't think he's had a good at-bat in a long time is Icky, uh, Kyle Tucker. He, he hasn't had a good at-bat in a long no, time. he hasn't. So no. I'm hoping he comes out of it in the World Series as well. Would be nice. It just seems like Altuve is like, I can't get hit, so I'm just going to swing at every single ball that's in the air. He He's you know a very saying? frustrating player. Now, again, if you go back, Altuve – now, he didn't do what – Judge did, but Altuve was awesome in September. He got he he finished the season three hundred. Yeah, he and, was on a roll. He was on a roll, and I, I just think he's paying for September. Hopefully, the Pipers paid, and he can have a good World Series. Because you're right, they're going to need it. Well, they kept throwing first pitches in the strike. If you don't throw your the first pitch in the strike zone, he's going to swing at it, and then I mean that that's uh, half the battle right there. Yes. I mean, that's what I would do. I'd throw a slider outside every single time on the first pitch, and he's going to swing at it. He does it a lot, no question. Yeah. Yes. Okay, over and out. I appreciate the call. Thank you, sir. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Dusty Baker, does he need to win this World Series to get into the Hall of Fame as a manager? No, I, I think no. 
I don't think he does. No. I mean, he shouldn't. I mean, I'd vote for him already, and I, I think I think he's well liked. So I think he gets in whether he wins the World Series or not. But it would, you know, it would make it an All American slam dunk if he does. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm like I say, I'm, I'm I'm not surprised at this World Series matchup. Like I said, I'm something about the Phillies. You know, something about Bryce Harper. It just it just needs to get in the postseason. Bryce Harper is one of those type of players. A very uh, clutch player. You know, I know you don't like him, but uh, I, I love I love I love his flair for the game. You know? I mean, you uh, know, he was a little much his his first couple years. I, I got no issues with with Bryce Harper. He, he again, he was a little much when he first got in. But but no, I don't I don't I don't dislike I don't you know I want to get him out, but I, I don't have no issues any issues with him. Um, I guess uh, I know you always say like the Astros uh, it was their sixth consecutive appearance in the uh, ALCS. So um, you said it's misleading. So when when people make comments like that, should we say since 1994? Uh, since they went up, since they changed the format, you know the. Uh, Right. I mean, yes. I mean, in terms of, you see, because I was confused because, like, you know, uh, I think Riley asked me like two or three days ago, my daughter, that, um, like, has anyone ever gone perfect in the reg and throughout the playoffs? And the answer is yes. But but again, that wasn't like I I noticed 76 Reds did because I started thinking, like, okay, who was perfect? And. I noticed that, but, but but back then that w- it was just seven games. You played three out of five, and then four out of seven. So they won. The Astros have already won seven straight playoff games, and in '76 that got you the world title. But now it just gets you into the World Series. So the errors are different. Yeah, you have to put it all into through a filter. Um, I remember uh, in the uh, NFL back in the '90s, you had uh, one year. Uh, Giants in the next year, Redskins in the next year, Cowboys, Cowboys. Is this something similar? Like, have we seen something similar like this in baseball where you have um... – wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, never mind. I, I, I'm thinking of Nationals. It was a National Dodgers, Braves, and um, not a uh, Phillies. But I forgot the Dodgers ruined that. Never mind. Yeah. Um, I wasn't yeah. thinking. Um, but, yeah, man, hey, man, I'm... the Nationals need to win this series, man. Oh, they need to, yes. I, I understand. I understand. Uh, also – are the Tampa are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a terrible team? Because what I heard was when the Saints lost to the Panthers, Saints a terrible team. So does that make the the Buccaneers a terrible team since they lost to the uh, woeless Panthers? Well, it's very possible. Yes, it's very possible. Time will tell. But it, it you know they're not they're not looking good. And again, I just. Look, the Yucks might have still beat the Saints. I just wish the officials wouldn't have taken over that game because that would have been a nice game to win, and, and uh, we just will never know if the, if the Saints would have won. But, yeah, I get your point. I, they looking not, not looking good. Giants, Giants. Yeah, no, I'm talking uh, football. Giants, Cowboys, and um, Eagles. So that's a possibility that three teams might, well, if we, if we keep – we continue on this track. Three teams might come out of that. Uh, uh, absolutely, very that possible. Decision. Very that's, possible. That's crazy, man. Yes. That's, that's, all right. Uh, nice talking to you. Uh, yeah, we're going. Thank, Thank you. you, Jay. And that's why, again, that's why I'm not a. I try not to be a sports elitist. You know how long ago, like last season, everyone's been making fun of that division. And and I don't like the ESPN divisions either. 
the team, the divisions that I call the ESPN divisions. But that's why you can't, you know, people are going to, if, if somebody might win the NFC South with eight wins, it's very possible that could happen. It's possible someone could win the NFC South with seven wins. But, and people are going to make, oh, dumpster fire and all this crazy talk. You know, I, I don't even pay attention to that stuff because nobody was feeling sorry for the Saints when they won 13 games and had to go on the road for the playoffs. No one was feeling sorry for the Saints when they were 12 wins and they were a wild card. And once upon a time, the Saints played a, a team that won a division with seven games and got and had to be on the road and lost to them. Think about that. Had to go on the road to play a team that had a losing record when you won 11 games. And so none of that matters. All that matters is whoever wins that division by the end of the year, if they can get all get, get the preseason junk out the way and get their ducks in a row and play at a high level, just like the Phillies are doing right now. If whether it's the Yucks or the Saints, or even the Falcons, or the Arnolds. I mean, all, any of them can win that division. It's all about getting your ducks in a row to if you whoever wins that division that you're playing the kind of football that can win. That's all that matters. All this other silly talk is just silly talk by people that should be above that, but they just they their little minds don't allow them to be. All right, let's go to the game. Back to the game hotline. Hello. Not too far foot with, with the way everybody playing football right now, especially in that division. Is we can get on a little two or three game win streak. Got to tackle streak, somebody. We'd be like in, in yeah. command of things, you know. If we can get people healthy, like you said, we got a lot of lot of lot of bodies that's hurt right now, man. You know, and we can get some of these guys back and get on the run. We might be in good shape, but. You know, with the way Tuck Tuck them playing and everything, and you know, and Falcons lost again and stuff. So, just one game kind of backup things right now, huh? Yes, but again, I can't even think that. Got to win a game first. Let let, let me yeah. win That's two games and then we'll talk about it. But yeah, I, really I agree helps. with you. Yes. You know, I mean, I don't, it's, it's a weird season so far, but it's just it's weird in a good way for me because I just love. Seeing some of the teams that's losing right now that ain't that, that shouldn't be losing like the stupid Packers that's so good and the, and the referees tried their best to cheat them home yesterday too they tried I was watching them close they made two terrible calls on that drive to keep them Packers alive in that game and they still lost they still lost but it was so good seeing them lose the way they lost because they almost had it they almost had the and I know it makes the refs mad too when the refs trying to cheat for you. They're trying and you're so bad and you can't get it done and you let them down. So I wonder how it feel to the refs when they go in their little meeting rooms and they talk and I wonder how they talk and how they feel about the guys that they're cheating for let them down. The refs always letting us down but sometimes the teams let them down also. So I wonder how they feeling about that right now knowing that they try to pull them through but they just couldn't do because they're not good enough and the receivers dropping pass and it's all Devontae Adams' fault. So I wonder how they feeling right now Kevin Foote. It's so it's so funny right now looking at them lose and everything. Some of these bums that's losing is good. It's good for the NFL. It's time for them to go away. You know, it's just really time to go away and stick with these dumb but, packers and stuff. So it's it's, it's good. And you know this, Kevin Foot. 
But wait, I thought Aaron Rodgers is tremendous, and this was all, and he's like one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Oh, that's what I'm saying. The and if you have, so uh, if you so have this, when it comes out of his hand, if but you, now it's all the receivers' fault. Yeah, guys. everybody yeah. else's fault. But I thought he was that guy. Right. If it's all about a having an elite quarterback, everything. Right. So what is he lifting? Right. So if what is so, he lifting? so if you don't have great receivers, then you're not great anymore. Like. So wait a minute. So there's a missing piece here. Something's not adding up. Hello, McFly. Yeah. I mean, James, something's not adding know? up hey, here. Kevin, and, and Kevin James Foot. I don't know if you know this, but you remember that guy that was always hooping and hollering. He was always talking. You know, like when the team is 25 games above 500 and everything, and he was hooping and hollering and talking about, "Oh, we coming for y'all. This is our year. This and that." Big bad Aaron Judge and everything, this and that. You know, that Yankee fan I'm talking about, his name is Paul, him. You notice how he ain't talk about anything dealing with the Yankees in about a good week or two, right? Is that correct? Yeah, Kevin? I'm, try, I'm trying not to pile on poor Paul because oh, he's no, getting no, a no, lot no, of no, abuse. No, 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 no. Ain't no try not to pile on nothing. I'm piling on. You know why I'm piling on, Kevin Foote? Because he always want to jump on my leg curve and stuff when we bad and we losing right now. He want to jump on him and talk crap. He don't even bring up the Yankees loss, how they got swept. He don't even bring that up. He don't even talk about the Yankees right now. He haven't talked about them when they was down 1-0. He didn't talk about him when it was down 2-0 or anything. He ain't brought up nothing. He ain't mentioning Kevin Foote's name, the Astros, or anybody else. You know why? So like a chicken, he run and hide uh, in the corner. All right. Full of food. Uh, all right. Now he ain't got all nothing right. to say. What you right. at, Yankee fan? All right. <laughs> Poor Paul. I, I, I'm not going to pile on. All right. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update. Presented by Tibbs Trailers here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Want to remind y'all to join the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. You might win a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse or a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. That'd be a great thing to go celebrate if you're an Astro fan sweeping the Yankees and being in the World Series for the fourth time in six years. Or maybe a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. All these great prizes and more you can't win if you don't join the clubhouse. So do so today by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Um... Man, I'm so preoccupied with baseball. I try to think, who's even playing on my <laughs> tonight? I don't even think I know off the top of my head. I'm so disgusted with the Saints' defense, and I've uh, been so preoccupied with the um, with the with the ALCS. <clears throat> I, I I don't I don't, I'll have to look up to see who's even playing on Monday Night Football tonight. Who is playing? Chicago and New England. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing the replay. Cool. I remember seeing the promo for that and thinking, why did they choose that game? That was my first thought. Why did they choose that game? 
Um, Why do they choose any Monday night football game? Well, I mean, and some Thursday. of them are, you can kind of see, but the Bears, eh. I mean, the Bears have actually been better this year than most of us thought going into the season. But but this decision is made preseason, so you're like, I know Chicago's a major market, so that's the only reason why you would do it. I, but I, I do remember now seeing that promo and thinking, hmm. But again, like I always say, if you're a Bears fan or you're a Patriots fan, who cares about all that stuff? Really. I mean, who you know, it's a game and you need and you want to win. I don't care how ugly the game is or how pretty the game is. I just want to win. All right. If he behaves himself, we'll go back to the game hotline. Hello. I'm always behaving. Okay. I never cuss or anything. <laughs> I ain't start no trouble. But it's time to hammer right now. You see what you're doing right now is you call yourself trying to not pile on and all this other stuff. But you know already if the Yankees would have went, Mr. Yankee himself would have been calling that phone line, would have been smoking. Oh, he'd be he'd piling on. Yeah. Yeah. He'd have been yeah. hammering because all I've been hearing the last week or two or three or whatever, all I've been hearing, can the Astros prove they can win a championship without cheating like the Patriots? So, Kevin Foot. Everybody look at y'all like the Houston Patriots. So I want that question answered too. So I want to see if y'all gonna win it and everything. That's what's been the question I've been hearing. So that a Yankee been saying that. Not me. I'm not really the baseball guy. I'm not gonna sit here and talk like I'm a big baseball guy. I'm not Kevin Foot, but I've been hearing about that. So I wanna know. Will y'all win it? And I think y'all gonna win it. And I wanna know why the Yankees not calling right now, Kevin. Why they not calling? You know why he ain't calling? He's a Knicks fan and a Yankee fan. And you know what that means? Constant failure. Constant letdown. That's why he ain't calling. He's a Knicks fan and a Yankee fan. So he going to tell me, yeah, I got to tell you that people are tearing me up on the radio. I'm not calling the radio no more this week. I'm not in the mood. You're not in the mood because y'all lost and y'all stink. Well, I mean, That's why. Y'all have a good one. Now, Paul, to be fair, Paul's not the only one. When his team loses, he's not going to call. I mean, that's just part of the deal. That's why you can't talk too much trash when things are going well because when things go bad and then, you know, kind of kind of bites you. So I guess there's some lessons to be learned there. All right, the game hotline again is 706-0111. 706-0111. All right, the Cajun game. We mentioned it. I think the Cajuns um, – Obviously, it kind of changes, not everything, but a lot when your starting quarterback's not in there. The backup quarterback, the Cajun's defense did a great job in the first four or five possessions, kind of limbing in them, and, and it looked like they were in trouble. And then, boom, they hit a big pass, 38 yards on a flea flicker. Then, boom, they hit a big pass, 53 yards. Then, boom, they hit another one for 27, and it's like, all of a sudden, it and then they missed Braylon Trump blocks the extra point. So instead of 10-10, it's 10-9. And you're like, well, the Cajuns offense had all this great field position, and they blew it. And now it's 10-10, and the other team's developing confidence. Well, after that, the Cajuns defense kind of shut things down, stopped giving up the big pass play for whatever reason that was happening, uh, and kind of shut things down. They did a good job against the run, and the offense got going finally. I got to tell you, the thing that, you know, it was 10 to 9. The Cajuns had the ball just past midfield. They're a defensive oriented football team playing against a team with its backup quarterback. They faced fourth and sixth from the Arkansas State 45. I would have punted. 
I still think it was a bad decision to go for it right there. Even though it worked as good as it could work. Not only did they get the first down, he threw a 45-yard touchdown pass right there. But you're up 10-9. to You're a defensive team. And you're facing fourth and six at the 45 of Arkansas State. Now, you're on the plus side of the field. But um, I... I don't know if that enough execution had taken place to trust your offense at that point. I don't agree with that decision. That he decided to go for it, Coach Dez, and not only did they get the first down, he throws a 45-yard touchdown pass to Jacob Bernard. So it worked. I just don't think I'd have, I'd have done that. I did not agree with that decision at the time. But it absolutely worked. And after that, the game wasn't close. So it, it really did turn the whole momentum of the game. And, it, and and after that, it was boom. The game was never competitive again. But had you missed that, they get the ball at the 45 in great field position, and you're only up 10-9 to 9 with, what, four-something to go into, in, until the half. Could have, it told, like That one play turned the whole game around. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Uh, that was a um, and yeah, uh, Sunday night game, Sunday night football game between the uh, Dolphins and Steelers. The Dolphins elected to go for it on fourth down instead of kicking a field goal, you know, that have made it uh, 10-19. And they didn't uh, convert the fourth down. Now, I didn't come back and uh, hurt them. But, but why do so? I, I don't understand. <laughs> That's crazy to me, man. Just to leave, not, you know, he's not guaranteed to make the field goal. It's just an attempt. But um, I think it was within 45 yards. I, I don't know. Like oh, yeah, I had a kick. Back. It didn't come back. And nothing, too, about last night's game. It was nice to see Tua, you know, not to take any shots. And it's almost like the Steelers were playing, in a sense, not to really, you know, to take them out. Because that was a play where uh, Tua scrambled. The guy had a nice tackle on him. You know, he could have smashed him real hard. But he just kind of took a shot with him at the pass. You know, I think uh, Tua – came up short. Um, so I'm glad to see Tua not, not take any damaging blows uh, last night. But, um, so I don't want to see that. Uh, hey, I'm, uh, I heard Ron calling about Paul. I just want to cut a defensive call. Uh, I think Ron said something about him rooting for the Knicks, rooting for the Yankees. He's in constant pain or constant failure, constant letdown. Maybe Paul's constipated. That's why he's not calling. Maybe he could be. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a good one. Thank you. All right. Take care. Poor Paul. I guess he he does this to himself, but, man, they're piling on poor Paul. Um, No, again, it's um, you just – the thing that I don't like, like getting back to what I was talking about, and and Jay brought it up, like a decision. I just – I'm just not a big believer if you make a decision – and it works, then it was great. And if it doesn't work, it was terrible. And, and and that's why a lot of times if a coach makes a decision and it doesn't work, that you just pile on them like it was this stupid decision because sometimes it was an okay decision. It just didn't work. Like, in my mind, going forward on fourth and six is probably not a good decision, but it worked and it turned the whole game around and it ended up being a blowout. So you would say it's a genius decision. You know, it's it, it, it's like the example we were brought up we with the Broncos coach, Nathaniel Hackett, in the first game of the year. 
he got hammered unmercifully because he tried a long field goal instead of trusting his his franchise quarterback. Well, fast forward three or four weeks, he trusts his franchise quarterback, and they hammer him again. And and and, and maybe he knew more in the opener that Russell Wilson was either injured or not playing real well. And so he knew not to trust him. So, I don't know. I just think so often we, we're, we're, we're just too result-oriented in this country, in this sports American. It's like if you win, you're the greatest thing ever. If you lose, you're an idiot and you stink. And if you, if you make a decision and it works, it's great. And if it doesn't work, it's not great. And if you win, then you deserve to win. And if you lose, you deserve to lose. I don't believe any of that stuff. I don't believe any of that. None of it. And yet, I'm just, I'm just not as result-oriented as everyone else is. And I, I just don't buy all that, most of that stuff. Um, now, if I say, if I'm pulling for a team, and the coach makes a decision, and I and I disagree with it, and it works. I'm thrilled. Glad it worked. Still don't think it was a good decision, but I'm glad it worked. Well, now, if it doesn't work, then I'm extra mad. <laughs> it's just extra mad. You know, that's just being a fan. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back again. More open phone lines. Finish out today's show on this Monday. We'll be back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home. For the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. How much does foot despise the San Francisco 49ers? Well, you be the judge. I love turning 50 because I was no longer a 49er. Back to footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Floyd. Okay. So, I need to give an update on uh, on, on Yankees fan call, okay? Because he finally, I blew up his phone, and he finally answered my call. And, uh, well, I just got another text from him. He's saying that it's, uh, it's all Hannah's fault because the Mariners let her, uh, let him down because they didn't get, get rid of the Astro. But I just want to let Rockefeller and all them know that he said he's not listening to the radio station at all this week. Uh, the man's got a heel. Uh, I get it. When the Saints win, I, when the Saints lose, I don't want to hear what people have to say. When the Astros lose, I don't want I don't watch the shows. He, I mean, he's just, it's just self-preservation. I don't blame him. Nah, we're going to be waiting for him next week. But now nah, I want to switch gears a little bit. But you, uh, I want to talk about the upcame, up, upcoming Alabama and LSU game. I, when, I've been saying the same thing to all my buddies as LSU fans today. I said, and you nailed it right on the head. You said, you said when you said that Alabama has struggled with a mobile quarterback. Now, I won't. Uh, now, I'm going to be honest. Ole Miss, they set up LSU in good field position with all the, all the, uh, the, uh, rough and the pass of the penalties they had this, this weekend and all that kind of stuff. Now, I will admit, I'm a diehard Alabama fan. 
But if the Alabama team that showed up against Tennessee shows up against LSU, LSU is going to beat this Alabama team because they played very undisciplined. They, they played sloppy, and their defense ain't what, what it usually is. So as far as if people are saying that Alabama's going to roll and stomp over LSU, I don't see that. I think it's going to be a, a close game. And every single year, it don't matter how good one team is. Let's take back, for instance, the national championship year a few years ago, 2019 at uh, LSU. That team was stomped people. They barely got by Alabama that year. And if Tua, I still say this to this day, if a healthy Tua would have started that game, Alabama wins that game. Well, the only reason LSU now, won was because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had the game of his life. And look, all you got to do is go back to last year. LSU was terrible, and they almost beat Alabama. Exactly. They each team plays down to each le- the the team's level, you know. But like I said, if Alabama shows up and they play sloppy, like they did against Tennessee, they not leaving Tiger Stadium with a win. I'm just saying. The other because, thing, though, like the I other said, thing, though, LSU and I, I can't even explain it, but they tend they over the years they tend to play better against Alabama in Tuscaloosa than they do in Baton Rouge. The home team, the home team has not won it again a good while in that in that rivalry. So that's what kind of is keeping my spirits up with Alabama. Do I think Alabama's gonna win? Absolutely. Is it gonna be a blowout? No. They're gonna have to fight their hearts out. They're gonna have to play clean football. And Will Anderson, I don't know where he's been, but he's gonna have to show up. You know, because this is this is an LSU team that's clicking on all cylinders right now, and they have nothing to lose. And that's the most dangerous team there is. Thanks for taking my all right. call again. And like I said, we're waiting for uh, Paul next week. All right. all right. <clears throat> Going back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, good morning, Mr. Foote. How are you today? Oh, I'm trying to enjoy the Astros going back to the World Series. Thank you, sir. Oh, good, man. Look, I just got new glasses, and I still don't see no Yankees fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, I hear what it, you're it saying. Been yes, all sir. quiet on the on the eastern front. I I understand. Again, I I just had to rebuke them a little bit this morning. They too worried about home run records, and they were not focused. I mean, the Yankee fans they can blame the Yankees and Aaron Boone all they want. They weren't focused. They worried about home run records and and MVPs. That's just not being focused. Yeah, I agree. And I tell you what, I'm I'm glad to see the Astros winning a game without being completely reliant on the long ball. I mean, it helped them, of course, but uh, at least not every run came from it. You know, that is true. Yes. So that was that was good to see. And uh, Altuve, Altuve, kind of breaking out of his slump. That's also a good thing. Just in time for the World Series, man. I can't wait to see that. And I need Icky um, to start hitting, and and I feel like he he'll he'll, he'll hit better in this series, but uh, he needs to. I think so too. I think I think he got the monkey off his back, and I think he's going to be good to go. Um, Saints, look, I, I hear a lot of Saints fans, and one of your previous callers did it too. Oh well, if we win two or three games, we're right back in it, and this, that, and the other. My question is, do you really want the Saints in the playoffs the way they're playing? I oh, mean, absolutely. I'm a Buccaneers fan. <laughs> We got destroyed by the Panthers, the freaking Panthers. I don't want anything to do with the playoffs with this team. But again, We're it doesn't terrible. matter how you're playing in October. What 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 matters is how you're playing in December. And 
Yeah, it matters how you play in September and October and that you got to get enough wins to get into the playoffs. But I still think both of those teams have plenty of good players. It, it It's a matter of if you write yourself and if you get into se- December and playing at a level that you need to play at in December, then you can win. There's no reason why you can't win because all the, the talent is there. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just I, – I know it's tough to see early in the season and everything, but, oh, man, I, I, I'm with the Saints fans on this one. Uh, we, we've become the NFC East, and uh, I don't necessarily like that very much. But, anyway, hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll chat at you Th- later. Th- thank you for the call, sir. I don't – you know, I don't, I don't watch the Yucks like that gentleman does, but – the thing that's so shocking is that neither one of these teams are playing the kind of defense. Now, the Yucks have played better defense this season than the, than the Saints have. The Saints have been miserable on defense. I mean, just miserable. I, I just – even if you thought that the Saints were not going to be good, I mean, who could have thought that they'd be this bad on defense? Mo, mo, almost everyone who was down on the Saints were down for one or two reasons. One, Sean, new head coach. And two, they didn't think Jameis Winston was any good. And they figured Michael Thomas, possibly man, would be hurt, and he has been. So most of the negativity in the analysis was about the offense. Even people who hated the Saints, well, they have a good defense, but I don't trust Jameis Winston. Almost everyone said that. Oh, I don't trust Dennis Allen. I get all that because it's new. But again, the problem is, in my mind is not Dennis Allen. It's not Jameis Winston. It's not the offense. It's not, well, they drafted a first-round tackle and he got hurt. I mean, Hurst hasn't been great, but he's played good enough to win games. The problem is the defense is miserable. Miserable. Like, and and, and even even Tampa's defense is not as good as as it has been. I mean, Tampa's offense has been really bad. But 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 the defense has not been as good either. Now maybe those at some point those two go hand in hand. But man, I just the defense looking like Steve Spagnola's the defensive coordinator again. That was not even in my mind. Now I was worried about getting off to a bad start. That's all I talked about the whole off season. But I figured by game seven they're normally kind of there. Well, they're getting worse. It doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense. Makes zero sense. I just need the defense to play bad, and the Saints can win. They could have won. Of course, if the officials would have do their jobs, but uh, they could have, they could have, they could have won that game the other night. And of course, you know, you can't throw pick sixes. Just awful, just awful. All right. Point I wanted to make. Uh, getting back to the Cajuns, we were talking about that. The Cajuns are on a short week, so they're two and two in conference play. They're in fourth place in the division. Two of the three teams ahead of them are one game ahead of them, and they play one of them, Southern Miss, on Thursday. So if they win that game, they kind of they'll be tied with them. Uh, well, they won't be tied there. They played a different amount of games in the loss column. They'll be tied with a win over them, and then they play Troy at home the week after that. Troy, I got to tell you, has got a very favorable schedule, very favorable. You know they. They've already played five games. Cajuns have played four in conference play. I'm talking about Troy's four and one. They got to play the Cajuns in Lafayette, which 
figures to be a close, low-scoring game. If the you know who knows who's going to win, but if the Cajuns win, they'll be tied in the loss column. If the Cajuns beat Southern Miss, of course, but just kind of looking ahead, and they're la- they only have two games left, and they play Monroe and Arkansas State. So I'm not saying Arkansas State and Monroe are not capable of beating Troy because they are, but you would Troy would be fairly f- heavy favorites in both of those games, and so. Troy, if they beat the Cajuns or if the Cajuns lose to Southern Miss, it's going to be pretty surprising if Troy, to me if Troy didn't win the league. South Alabama's only got one loss, too, and that includes a three-point win over the Cajuns, but South Alabama's schedule is a lot tougher. They still got three road games left. They got to go to Arkansas State, which you know we'll see if, if um, Blackman plays. They got to go to Georgia Southern, which is going to be tough. And the Cajuns still have to play Georgia Southern, too. That is not a fun team to play. And they got to play at Southern Miss. So they still got three road games left in the conference, which is um, challenging for, for, for them. So, And they seem to be getting worse. Like, so, the Cajuns are playing better than they were a month ago. South Alabama seems to be getting worse. It's almost like they peaked too early. I, you know, I really thought they were going to win this division, and they still might. But it seems like they're playing worse than they were a month ago, not better. So we'll see how that plays out. Of course, first things first, got to figure out how to win in Hattiesburg on Thursday and understand, I'm pretty sure the Cages have only won in Hattiesburg one time in the history of the school. Like, that's like Nightmare Central there. Nightmare Central, which is why I still rank – well, I guess you'd have to put the Iowa State win and some of the wins, the Appalachian State win to win the conference championship higher. But, I, you know, f- until those wins, uh, I still had the win in Hattiesburg, the Mike LeMoyne win in Hattiesburg is my number one win in, in Cajun football history. I, 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 I have that way higher than a lot of other people do. That was that. It, you just I, you just it wasn't that in that era that they even won in Hattiesburg. They didn't even compete with Southern Miss in that era in Hattiesburg, much less win. In that game, they won. I still think that's a top five win, if not a top three win in the history of the program. That was just unbelievable. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back, finish out today's glorious Monday edition of Footnotes on the Game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. It's been uh, an interesting Monday morning. It's kind of it's football season, but the Saints play Thursday, so it's been a little different. But we did have the Astros sweeping the Yankees, and um, so it's still you know certainly glorious. And I, I, I'm going to try. I've already failed more than once, but I'm still going to try to enjoy. And look, I enjoy it. You know. Go, sitting there and watching. I can remember, and I've told this story before, what year was that? Maybe 2004, 2000. It was probably 2004. I remember sitting there watching. Um, I think it was the year the Red Sox won. I'm pretty sure it was the 2004 when they beat the Cardinals and watching them celebrate. And You know, as an Astro fan and going through 1980, and by the way, we're going to talk about 1980 because the first time the Astros were in the playoffs was against the Phillies. Great series, and Nolan Ryan choked like he always did. Um, 
and, and so went through that, went through 86, and then went through all the finishing second in the Terry Collins era, and then went through the late 90s where they, they trade for Randy Johnson, and it seems to like it's going to work out, and they won 102 games, and then they got beat by Steroids Brown and the, um, and the Padres. Just disappointment, and then the Braves got in disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. I remember thinking, am I ever going to be able to sit there and watch the Astros do that kind of celebrating? And I have been able to. And so I appreciate that. I sat there last night watching them celebrate. I mean, Dusty was so happy. I mean, that cat was happy. I don't think I've ever seen a manager look as happy because managers are a little more subdued normally than their players, but not Dusty. That cat was happy last night, happy. And so I I have relished it. I, I You know, it, it, it's tremendous. Um, And yet when you've lost the last – you know, two World Series. You 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 just want to win, and so um, hopefully they can win here. But again, all week long, the thing I'm not going to like hearing is about how the Astros are going to be this overwhelmingly big favorite. I mean, that's just silly talk. That's football talk. That's what that is. That's football. Those are football comments that people that don't understand baseball, and so. Um, the Astros are better. That does not mean they're going to win. I mean, I think the Astros were better than the, the the Nationals. I don't know that they were much better than the Braves, but probably a hair better than the Braves over the court. They just had too many injuries. The Astros didn't have enough pitching last year. They, you know, they they just didn't. They didn't have as as enough as much pitching as they have now. But I think they were a little better. But it didn't matter either one. Didn't matter. They lost, and so. It has nothing to do with who's better. There's no doubt that the Astros have been better from day one to now than the Phillies. Not even close, really. But that doesn't mean they're going to beat the Phillies. And it, it doesn't matter what you were like in June or July. It only matters what it's like now. And right now, the Phillies can hit the ball. They've got a, a, a really good one-two punch. And they're not as good defensively, but if they make the plays at the right time, it, they, they can win. And so it is um, It's going to be tough. I just hope some kind of way they can pull it out. But I will try my best to enjoy it as much as I can between now and first pitch on Friday. Y'all have a nice day.